Welcome back to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. I am your host, Colin. This episode is with James Lobo Lopez. He is the creator of Lobo Salsa, a local Quad Cityan, and he is a small business owner. And he also has a backstory that we wanted to dive into, and we were able to get into that as well as where he's at with his mental health now, and just a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking to James, aka Lobo. I do not know him at all. I did not know him at all before this podcast. It was something that I thought would be a good idea just because I recently became friends with him on Facebook, mainly because I know people that know him and I know he was on a friend of mine's podcast so I was like he's probably down and he seems like a guy I want to talk to and I was right so enjoy this episode with Lobo and definitely try to find his salsa I'll have all the locations where you can find that in the Quad Cities and follow his Facebook page for updates thank you very much for having me I appreciate it yeah it's awesome uh so yeah we'll get right into it uh so first of all, how long have you been in the salsa game? How long have you been doing that? I started this about, it was, I think, the first batch that I made as an attempt at trying to make something cool. And that was really, I'm just a tinker. I'm kind of a foodie. Okay. Like I love I love different kinds of foods. If you follow me on social media, it's nonstop me gorging myself yeah. on the finest of the local. Yeah, yeah. You know, the local area, the cuisine of the area. And, uh. So I just decided I was going to make a salsa and see if I could make, like, a really, really good one. I started, I think, I just ran into the picture a couple months ago. It was, like, February or something like that. February, eight years ago. So that was when I first First started. Started. And then it became a, it kind of caught on. Like, I did went through different versions of it, tried different things. I was trying to fine-tune the recipe. And I went, I went from being like something I kind of enjoyed to where when I hit it, I kind of, I kind of knew. Okay. And I was handing it out to my friends left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to have them try it to feedback. get feedback exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I didn't really know what I was gonna call it. I didn't really know every name when you're trying to name something sounds so stupid. Yep. You know. Can't force a name. Right, right. Batman probably sounded really dumb at first, too. And then <laughs> yeah. it just popped. And next yeah. thing you know, of course, why wouldn't you call him Batman? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, me having the, the nickname Lobo, everybody was referring to the salsa as, have you tried Lobo's salsa? So it was just like, so there it is. It, there it became the name. Yeah, yeah. And then I had uh, my, uh, my cousin, who's a graphic designer named Paul Lopez, uh, did all the graphic works on the... You know, came up with the logo and basically branded me in that way. And I, you know, okay, got all the art down and branded myself back with it. So nice. Where'd you Lobo's, get the nick? Where'd you get the nickname Lobo? Uh, last name is Lopez. It was I was like 15 years old, probably okay. uh, hanging out with some buddies. We were, you know, doing shouldn't be doing at 15, getting yeah, drunk. Yeah. Probably exactly. I don't. I mean, no, you know, yeah. uh, maybe 16 is in there somewhere on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, just too young. And uh, there was a band at the time called Los Lobos that had done some soundtrack work on a, on a, on a movie. Maybe it was La Bamba or something like that. I can't remember. But everybody knew the band Los Lobos. And my buddy was 
hollering at me, trying to get my attention. And it was Lobo, or Lopez, Lobo, Los Lobos, whatever. And then the Lobo thing stuck. Okay. Weird. And it's followed me for 30 years. 30 years. Nicknames are weird like that. Yeah. Every I've lived in St. Louis, Chicago. Was incarcerated for a while. That they just followed me literally. Even people that didn't everywhere. know. Once they heard it. Oh, once they heard it. And once somebody would hear it or then it stuck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. somebody would be like, What what was what? Oh, that's a good nickname. Yeah, I can see that. And that's kinda how I stuck with me forever. That's how uh, a lot of my friends growing up called me Bones and they still do. And it once it comes up around certain people, then yeah, then they start calling me that too. <laughs> just, it's weird. Yeah, it's and also, I kind of lived comfortably in that space. You know what I mean? Like, of Lobo, it was a... Right around that age, I started getting into stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing anyways. Okay, you so it was an I mean? identity. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a person that could be... That was an escape from who I was. You know what I mean? So yep. it, became a, it became an alter ego, kind of. So, and I rode that hard, you know? So, and I still kind of lean on it like that, to be completely honest with you. Well, I mean... But you're not the same person as when you started the nickname. No, obviously. I'm not. So. But I still use that identity, though. You know what I yeah. mean? I still use that part. You know, Lobo is a definite entity unto itself. James Lopez is by himself at home a lot. Yeah. You know, Lobo is a public person. That's that's the perception of is completely different than what my life really is. I would say. You know. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I understand. I'm just overexposed on social media, I would say, and I I do that on purpose. You know, I'm active on social media because i'm trying to make awareness and promotion of my business and yeah. also other i'm a big supporter of other local anything and everything yeah yeah i'm starting to get into so, that too that's why i'm starting to do as many podcasts with local people as i can i think my uh i'll send some your way if you're looking for them, man i know a ton <laughs> yeah i appreciate it yeah. my uh i think my biggest goal locally of someone i want to interview would be his name's not even Seth Rollins, but Seth Rollins. I know what you mean. I'm, yeah. uh, Colby Lopez, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. Yeah, he's a West High guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know anyone that knows him well enough. Lopez guys do, don't they? Aren't they is that right? who you're related to? I'm not related to those guys. I'm just also Lopez. You're also Lopez. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, when they, when they came back from the flood, when they reopened down from yeah. the flood down there, I walked in there with like a couple quarts of sauce and a couple bags of chips. I'm like, "Hey guys, welcome back!" From one Lopez to another, small yeah. business. Those guys are cool as shit. They were super cool. They were yeah. super cool. Yeah. I don't know them that well, but I haven't heard anything bad about them at I've all. I've met them each, and that's about it. But also, yeah, I, w- I didn't really expect anything. And they're hilarious, that. man. Yeah, yeah, they've they're done great. some funny ass stuff online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they before they came before they were open, it was like a year of just them. On social media, just doing. I love it. That's exactly what you have to do to build a brand. They built so much hype. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the pizza's solid. Yeah, I like. I love the pizza too. Yeah, Yeah, I've been down there multiple times. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They built up the hype. That would have sucked if they came out with the shitty pizza. Oh man, (laughs) (laughs) that would have been terrible. They they do a really no. They do a really good job job. actually. Yeah, and then I'm glad they got that spot up uh, on Brady because that's closer to where I live. I'm over. I can say exactly where I live, but yeah, more northwest Davenport. So. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So that's better, easier for me to get to. Right, right. Um, so I like that, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about before we started recording. We were talking about you know just like because 
I've made a lot of changes in my life, and I know you've made a lot of changes in your life as far as to be being a better person and being a more productive member of society. As trying. a lot of people, always attempting, always attempting, and always trying. So, uh, what got you to the point uh, where, uh, you know, what's your secret as far as stay, is staying out of trouble? Because you said you got into a little trouble when you were younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's I, the because. You know, obviously, statistically, it's just like... Yeah, I fall into a very small percentage. The demographic for who I am, being a minority, being Mexican, you know, having gone through uh, the prison system, I, at a young age, got um, wrapped up in super insecure when I was young. Super, you know what I mean? Wanting to fit in. Trying to prove yourself. Wanting people to like me, wanting to prove myself, wanting to... All those things. All the things that typical... Did you grow up in the Quad Cities? Yeah, I've I've like Geneseo, Cambridge, East Moline. Yeah. I've lived everywhere in the Quad Cities. Okay, so like gotcha. I've another part of it is I seem like I went. I think I went to like seven schools growing up. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, through the course of you know, it wasn't like I was just in a school and a group of the same kids the whole time. It yeah, wasn't like that. So, that's tough. Yeah. So yeah. there was um. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of moving on. Anyways, it's just insecure, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, also, like just. Wanting to fit in, and then I mean, you see it all the time. You know what I mean? Kids think it's cool to do the wrong thing, or oh, yeah. get high, or do whatever. And then, you know, I kind of, I kind of jumped in on that at a young age. And then, like once I got out of high school, kind of lost all ambition. It seemed to be kind of naturally, kind of fairly smart when I was in school. But once I got out, I just didn't care. Yeah, and I just went all in, and um, ended up getting myself, a, you know, a, a pretty good case. With the feds, and I uh, was incarcerated for pretty much my whole 20s. So now that I've been out, to answer your question, what keeps me out of it is that I've got an extreme fear of failure. Yeah. Because I feel like I've already failed. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 my midlife crisis came when I was 21. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't afford another one. I can't afford any more. Uh, you know, I can't any. I can just. I just can't afford it anymore. I don't think my heart could take it. I don't think. I don't. Can imagine putting my family through it. Yeah. You know. And you and you have family. Yeah, you have children as well, right? I have one daughter. Yeah. One daughter. Yeah, Lily's her name. She's wonderful. That's awesome, man. And yeah. uh, and you and obviously, yeah. If you're, you don't want to miss out on any time with her, of no, course. No, I mean, could and you there's ima- that. Could you then, imagine? Could you imagine? You know, the person that's been, you know, there. You're, you know, to just. And she wasn't born. <laughs> what? Uh, obviously, she wasn't born yet, and until no, you were out. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Correct. Correct. She. Yeah. That's correct. She's was born much after. So. She didn't have to deal with any of that, which is right, awesome. Right. Right. It was something I. I mean, she's old enough now. I let her know about it. Yeah. So, yeah. But. Uh, it was kind of an interesting conversation, but we we got, we got through it. She, yeah. She, she's she's pretty smart. Yeah. So. Um, what else, where where do we want to go from here? Uh, well, once you, when you when you first let's say like when you first got out, that was around what time? This is two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of had to start from scratch. You yeah. were saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interestingly enough, like I came home and the five things that you kind of need to make anything a life, you need one of these five things. You need. A place to live, yep. a job, some money, 
some clothes, and some mode of transportation. I had none of that. Yeah. Absolutely none of it. And I had a I had a spot in the halfway house that they put me in over in 605 Main here in Davenport. Oh, I know. I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I was in 605 Main for about six months. And, um, you know, I had some, you know, like my family you know, got me a couple sets of clothes, you know what I mean? A good buddy of mine named Todd got me some work boots and some, you know, a couple pair of clothes there. That's generally about it, you know. And my, my dad. The basics. Yeah, the basics. Um, I had a home that I rented. I had a house that I rented that was actually a house that I lived in when I was a kid. Uh, so at least I was familiar with the house, but I rented that from my dad. Um, so I wasn't completely without, but technically, I, you know, like I mean, like I, I taking a break in the interview here for a second, just because I stuttered quite a bit here, and uh, wanted to just let everyone know that I do appreciate all the feedback, shares, and reviews. I did learn recently that Apple pushes my podcast more if I get 100 reviews. So I think I'm at like 25 right now. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please drop a review. Spotify as well. I'm sure it helps. And anywhere else you listen to podcasts, I really appreciate it. What was your relationship like with your parents while you were incarcerated? Um, I had kind of been a little estranged from Strange both from them. just based on the fact that I was so out of control. Yeah, um, you didn't I, want them to know, right? And it was, it was obvious. I mean, I was using a hard drug. Yeah, I was super skinny. I looked like crap. Yeah, it was tough for me to be around them. You can't really fool your parents. <laughs> they knew. Yeah, you know. And when it started going bad, I was living with my dad for a little while, and he said I had to go because I was endangering his household at that point. You know, having yeah. drugs on me or whatever. Uh, kind of the same situation happened with my mom, and it's all. That's all squarely on my shoulders you know like they gave me every chance that they could you know and i just i was intent on self-destruction so uh so when i got incarcerated my mom kind of was really there for me and my dad who had warned me every step of the way on my way to being incarcerated kind of was a little more standoffish yeah but yeah, he's like, hey, man. Told you so. Yeah, told you. Yeah. yeah. You know, he didn't want to say he told you so either. You know, that he didn't sounds- want to say that, so he just didn't say anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that sounds about right. Yeah, that was that was a little interesting. But uh, I understand that, though. And I also am aware now, you know, him and I have spoke about it since, you know, since I've been out, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which has been quite some time now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, him and I talked about it, and he said, hey, it was tough. It was tough for both of us. It was tough for me. It was tough for your mom. It was tough for um, you. have any you. siblings as well? I have one sister. One yeah, sister, yeah. One sister, yeah. Older or younger? Older by about 20 months or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Her name is Anitra. She's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, then. Every, everything bad I did, she's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm happy for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, understand, I understand. Yeah. I'm the, I'm in, I'm in a weird place. I'm in the I'm in the middle. I'm the middle child, so right. um, I kind of got away with a lot of stuff. Uh, I was a little overlooked, not on purpose. Like I just could fly under the radar a little bit better. So sure, sure. That's where I got into my mischief and doing stupid stuff. Right. Because um, I was like, oh, I can get away with this, so I'm gonna keep doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so fat. So fast forward. Like, is how? What was it like trying to? Start your, I mean, obviously starting your life back over, like finding employment, because obviously, are were you are you a felon then? 
most definitely a felon. So most definitely that's a, felon. a huge struggle right there. Yeah. I know many people who struggle with that yeah. and finding employment. So I, I, I don't want to say it's not tough for some people based on potentially the crime that they committed. Okay. If the crime is a violence towards somebody. Ooh, okay. You know, that might be if you had a theft or an armed robbery or something like that. That may fit, you know. If, you yeah, know. These companies like, they're the, going to steal from us. Yeah, or if there's a violence against a person, a child, uh, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of factors in differently. So I, I don't want to take away from the struggle that anybody else may have because I only know mine. Yeah, of course. So I... Yeah, in the halfway house, you can get these crap jobs. You know, I was working at a, an injection molding place across the river here called the Norcross Safety Products, I think it was called. It used to be called Service Rubber before that. It was a terrible job. Yeah. But I was employed three days after getting out. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, and I insisted on it. You know, they're like, no, nope, you got to go through your O&As, admissions and orientation, A&O, whatever. I need money. Yeah, I need my, yeah, I told you, I had nothing. Uh, yeah. I had nothing. I had yeah. a couple pairs of clothes that I was gifted. Yeah. And I needed to come up. So I just, I I mean, one thing that I know I can do is I can hustle. I can work. I'm not scared of it. Yeah. So I had that job for a couple of weeks, and then I was actually incarcerated with a guy that told me he'd try to get me on where he worked at, which was on Bluegrass, a contractor that works by the SSAB steel mill out there. Uh, it used to be called Ibsco. Okay, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I got on out there like within two months of me being out. And I stayed there for five and a half years. I was a supervisor by the time I left there. Like I was a supervisor within like 18 months out yeah. there. Hell yeah. And then, uh, but I sacrificed those five and a half years to that place. I mean, I, I worked 70, you know, 72 hours a week, pretty average. So, I mean, I just, it was work, 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 work. And then uh, after about, Five and a half years of that, I was kind of getting burnt out on the on the the commute mostly because it was forty five minutes there and back and mm -hmm. falling asleep at the wheel after fourteen you know twelve yeah, hours yeah, of yeah. it was brutal. I hitting deer all the time. I hit so many deer. Oh man! I'm or so, they hit you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Same. So I had had more than one of them run into the side of my car. Yep. So, yeah, yep. So uh, I saw an application for Arconic. Or not application, but I saw an ad for Arconic in the paper. So I went and I tested and filled it out and did all the things, and I got hired, and I've been there ever since. And then uh, about eight years ago, I've been there at Arconic for like 11, 10 and a half years. And it's a weird, good place to be. Weirdly, it is a good place to be. Weirdly, though, and I bought a house. Um, you know, I had, had a car, had a motorcycle, had bought a house, and all of a sudden I was like, hey, I'm doing okay now. And I was weirdly unhappy. I couldn't figure out why I had, f I'm going to give you some air quotes here, made it, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I, I'm, I was safe. Yeah. Why was I so unhappy? And I couldn't figure it out. And... I I talked to my mom about it, my buddy, my sister, about how I felt like there was a change on the horizon, like something was going to happen. I didn't know what. I didn't mm -hmm. know why. I didn't know why I was feeling that way. Yeah. And uh, in retrospect, looking back on it, I had always kind of struggled. I had always, you know, not not well off when we were kids. That's why I moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. 
um, kind of being an outsider, being a Mexican kid in a, in small towns in, in Cambridge, Geneseo, that left it a little, you know, awkward. Yeah. Uh, wanting to fit in, not ever getting, you know, not ever really kind of feeling that, you know what I mean? Always having anxiety, always kind of being insecure. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. It was always a struggle. There was always a struggle. And then yeah. I went from that to getting into drugs and dealing with that, which was a struggle. Yeah. To going through incarceration, which was a struggle. To getting out with nothing and then trying to build my life back up, which was a struggle. And then when I finally was able to take a breath, why was I unhappy then? Right? I realized I'm a bit ambitious. Yeah. And it had been covered with struggle. So I didn't realize that I had ambition underneath that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wanted to be working towards something. Yeah. And when I wasn't, I felt I was unhappy. So <laughs> all the while that I'm doing this, I'm messing around, making salsa, trying to, like as a hobby. Yeah. And that's where that took off at, strangely enough. Yeah, it started off just like <laughs> more of a challenge to yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. And it seems like if I don't have a project in front of me or something that I'm working towards. I'm getting to that point too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I yeah. got to be doing something. And I even got a, I was talking to my dad today who, uh, he, him and his business partner started a, a business over 20 years ago out of our garage or their garages, I should say, and grew it to be a very big successful company and ended up selling it you know to a competitor and uh so i uh he called me and was like hey i heard about this opportunity to because he still hears about stuff and you know he knows a lot of people um involved in a lot of different businesses and i was like because i've done the i i had a business of my own and i royally screwed it up uh I was in the cell phone repair business for not even a year. Uh, I had business partners uh, all around. It just wasn't a it wasn't a good setup right. uh, to begin with, but it just ended, ended up working out, and it wasn't a good time in my life. But now I'm getting to the point where he's like, "This would be an opportunity of basically me running my own business." I can't really get into it because it's not really it's sure. kind of, uh, exactly what it is, but. It's an opportunity, and you know, most of me is like, "Dude, you got to do it," <laughs> like, because uh, I've I've been working, I've been, you know, keeping keeping my head down, working my nine to five. Um, yeah, because this isn't. I wish I could just do podcasts all the time. That that would be ideal. Um, podcasts, and I'm, I I like keep doing them now for the love of doing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, if your passion's in it. No, that's why I'm doing Keep it. Doing it I'm for not, the love of doing it. I'm not it. doing it for money. I know there's ways I could like make Yeah, monetize, yeah, sure. I'm just like, yeah, no. Unless it's somebody some like cool like um company like a counseling service or something like that or something I can help uh plug. Help people? Yeah, yeah. something I can help people. Um other than that, I don't really care uh, right. about uh, advertising or anything like that. It had to be something. It had to be a really cool product that would really help my 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 listeners and anybody else who's going to be listening. So, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I I have that. F- I still have that fear of. Uh, it's a weird feeling, a fear of success when I do actually accomplish and get mm. what I want accomplished, and I'm like, 
why am I not happy or why am I not this? It's like, it's like when I got out of my last relationship, I thought I was going to be happy because I knew I had to end it. And I was like, oh, I'm, f- I'm going to be free and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's not what happened. It was, I know. It was it's weird, right? Super weird. I, I have most recently, uh, uh, like the last year from Cinco de Mayo last year to this year, I had went through a lot of struggles with disputes with the health department, cost my business a lot of money, cost me a lot of stress, whatever, and I'm finally on the backside of it. And I'm rebuilding my business from what had, had been curtailed uh, through whatever red tape, yellow tape, whatever the, whatever tape that is, yeah, uh, reasons that were out there through the health department. But I'm finally through all those things, and I'm finally coming back up. And then I just recently got... Uh, a friend of mine surprised me with a gigantic billboard on John Deere Road. I saw that, yeah. And I'm, I'm that guy's the king of billboards, by the way. He's the king of awesome. Too. <laughs> I mean, like, what a fantastic! I mean, just wow. Like, I don't so, know that guy at all. <laughs> he's, a, but I know that guy because I see him everywhere. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty good guy. I'm lucky to call him a friend. Yeah. But uh, so here, here I am. Like my business is locally known fairly well i'm not known as a bad guy I, and i'm easy to be around fun to talk to whatever um i have uh you know some notoriety with my business and i've been having some good success lately and you think that that would all translate into happiness and i feel so awkward yeah i am almost afraid of my own success i'm afraid of my own yeah potential um, I'll stand in my own way. I'll throw my own roadblocks up. It's not uncommon. Yeah, no, it's not. It's definitely not. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I I think, I think you and I maybe exchanged this over Messenger or something like that. Like, I, I, I don't, I haven't been to a, like a therapist or I haven't been to a doctor for like an actual diagnosis, but like some family members of mine have dealt with like depression, anxiety, things mm-hmm. like that, and I always kind of thought it was a bit of uh, okay, you know, like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, whatever, yeah, because you don't really know. I didn't know. I was yeah. unaware. Yeah. So when I about ten years ago or so, I'm like, why do I feel so weird? Why am I internalizing things so much? You know what I mean? I, I yeah. didn't figure out why situations would make me so uncomfortable that I would have to walk away from them, and. And that leaves an impression on people. And I'm just like, you know, I've just come in to find that out now. You know, a couple of days ago, I heard something about that, like how I how I would react to situations. Left an impression on people, like, well, they thought I didn't care or whatever, but, like, I, it honestly affects me so weirdly. And I feel so, I internalize it so much yeah. that I actually have to physically walk away from things. And it just, I don't, now I'm at this weird crossroads. Where I'm acknowledging that there's probably some things I probably should seek some help with. At least, at the very least, talk to a therapist. Yeah, it's not going to hurt. <laughs> it, won't, it won't. Yeah. But uh, I, I've been suggested to get, maybe try this medicine or that medicine or whatever. And, I, and I'm not, not opposed to that. Because I know it's done some real good things for people that I know. However, I do have an incredible drive internally like i said that ambition that i have yeah and i'm a little scared that if i were to take the edge off of myself i would also slow you down 
Yeah, make me not so hungry. You know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think when you go to therapy, you don't. That doesn't necessarily mean meds, though. You could just be. No, talking. I know, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I know there's separate things, and I yeah. and I do I do need to go. I also just I have a, an over. Just go to a therapist that couldn't prescribe you medication, right. even if they wanted to. Right. I always <laughs> I always get the overwhelming feeling that it's, that I'm just in my head about it, and I just need to nut up and get through it you know oh boy yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know i'm just yeah. all these different yeah things of me where i'm so self-critical get yeah. through it lobo come on lobo just you know what i mean i mean that's it's good to motivate yourself like <laughs> that but also at the same time it's like when you're holding stuff in like even if it's not even a therapist just talking to a friend about it helps too which right. i mean being, right. being, having good sounds like you have you know good friends in your corner that are uh, enough to give you a one that's cool enough to give you a billboard <laughs> at least. Um, that's saying something. Yeah, that was that was pretty intense. That was pretty intense there. I, I'll be honest with you that if that isn't the hugest vote of confidence from somebody, yeah. I mean, like he honestly believes in me and believes in my ability, believes it, and I guess how I pay him back is by following through with my end of it, which is to succeed. You know, yeah. I mean, he's literally asked me nothing. You know, just like how we can help. Like, That's you know, awesome. <laughs> I had actually spoke to him about some things that were on my mind one night, and uh, about what you wanted to do, stuff like that. Yeah, just about like some of the struggles I was having. Okay. And he and he took it upon himself to like. He's like, look, I could be a friend of yours that can be there to be a shoulder for you to cry on or whatever, or like I can also be somebody that can do something about it try to help you in a meaningful way and that was it that's what he did like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a boost in this to try to make a difference and it already i mean it has i mean it's incredible incredible so what have you seen as results already that's only been up a week i think it was tuesday monday or tuesday it went up. so not even so not even a week yeah what's today Saturday? today's monday monday yeah, so. it was tuesday not even a week yeah so what have you seen? My my, I'm getting calls every day, like just a ton of calls, and then my social media interactions have been crazy too. Awesome. That that initial post where I posted on my uh, Lobo Salsa page on Facebook, that got shared a bunch. I saw that. Yeah, that the the Lobo Salsa page is, it's like I'm rained by me whenever. Yeah, yeah. I shared that. I think yesterday it was at twenty one thousand something or other interactions. That's insane. Yeah. What? I mean, like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, that got some traction. And I know a ton of people. Yeah. So, I guess that's, you know, people being supportive and trying to share and just doing awesome things, like just supporting the community. That's how this is, that's how the podcast has grown, even just recently. Well, I think I had just had to, like, prove myself that I was serious about this. Because at first, when I first started the podcast, I was like, I don't know what I want. I knew I wanted to focus on mental health. I knew I wanted to talk about that, but I didn't really know, you know, how deep I wanted to get into it as far as like how much time I wanted to dedicate to it. Right. And, you know, how I was going to do the social media and everything. It was just very much a work in progress. That's how I found the podcast, social media. Yeah. I found it, started looking at it, figured out what it was about. Yeah. Started seeing some of the things that you shared. I would share them. Yeah. Followed your page. And I was like, "Wow, this is interesting." Like, I'm, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. I feel like I'm could benefit from that. 
which yeah. is exactly how. It's like a community. I wanted to make it like a community, man. It's like right. that's why I'm like I don't care about the advertising and that a lot of stuff. Like, if I end up being able to like be self sufficient from it, mm-hmm. and that'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, but right now, I'm just my focus is consistency because I didn't have that consi- at the beginning. There wasn't enough consistency. Like I'd put out an episode like one month. And then it'd be like six months later, I put out another episode. Oh no, yeah, and you gotta, can't do that. Gotta stay relevant. Gotta stay relevant. And uh, I've been finding new people uh, to interview. Like I said, what sparked it was I was like, I'm, you know, I started doing comedy about a year ago, and I started meeting all these guys and a couple women as well. There's only a few women that do comedy in in the scene uh, right now, currently, anyway. They're all very funny, uh, and I've been able to have one on the podcast so far. Uh, but just uh, meeting them and comedian, any comedian you've ever met that's funny they they got a they got a story. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, there's there's something going on. Hundred yeah. percent uh, for sure. Tony Tony uh, Cavallo's been trying to get me to come down and check out some shows lately. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tony's a buddy. Yeah, Tony's a good guy. Yep. Yeah. I don't know him too well. Uh, I haven't gotten to know him a lot. He's uh, he doesn't do as he's not as many open mics as I, I've been really hitting open mics hard lately. Um, I'm trying to remember what Tony looks like because I he's a he's a painter as well. He's a fantastic painter. Okay, I mean he's an artist. The guy's just through and through an artist. Okay, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, I've definitely met Tony, but I can't. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, sure yeah. I have. He's a great guy. Uh, but yeah, that community's just been awesome. Uh, they've been really supportive of the podcast too, and every single one of them has like been like, "Hey," and it's like because every comedian loves attention, so they're like, "Yeah, I want to be on the podcast." I'm like, well, how fucked up are you? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> I definitely want to have you on, but I need to figure out, like, I'm getting getting asked by people to be on. It's like, yeah, uh, I want to have you on, but I also... I want to stay on message, too. Yeah, I want to yeah. stay on message. I, I don't want to go too far off and, like, uh, just talk about comedy because that's not what this show's about. Like, my friend, my friend Shane, he has a comedy podcast. His, that's what his podcast is for. Um Obviously, we can joke around a little bit on here. It doesn't have to be completely like deadpan serious the whole time, right? But uh, I gotta keep the I gotta keep the theme going, and that's what people listen for. So, yeah, and I and, I, and I'm really bad at telling people no to like. There's certain people um, that have <laughs> asked me where I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like I I don't know if they would really be something. You got to give me something to work with because you're just like I just want to be on the podcast. Like, right. well, what are we going to talk about? Right. You got right. you got you got anything going on? You got something like uh, I don't know. You got a drinking problem? You got something going on? Like something? Oh, any, anything? That is yeah, like alcohol is the uh, it's the thing for I me. Mean, and I and I'm st- act, I act I drink I I've stopped at times in my life. Yeah. But. With the level of anxiety that I get a lot, especially the more well-known I become, which is getting to be like a thing in my life. It's, yeah. a, it's a thing I deal with now. Um, and I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. I'm eternally grateful that people show me that much support that when somebody hears the name Lobo, they're like, wait, are you that guy? 
You oh saw yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm flattered, so flattered by yeah. that. But at the same time, when you're in the middle of feeling super anxious, um, I get through that, but I, I rub a little bit of Jameson on it. Yeah. And then James Lopez, anxiety guy, goes away. And here comes Lobo. Yeah. And Lobo deals with the with everybody. Yeah. You know? And but that that takes a bigger toll on me the next day. Cause the next day I get the anxiety, you know. Ah, oh, I get the next day worse. I'm I worse. feel I feel even worse. I wonder if I just you know I wonder, you know, if there's some blurry parts of that. I'm like, oh, I was complete ass last night. Oh yeah, look at me, big guy. You know what I mean? Smart, cool. I can never uh, recreationally do anything. It's all, I'm I'm going for maximum effect. I'm very bingy in my mm, life. I'm yeah. very bingy with everything. I'm bingy with food. I'm bingy with alcohol. I'm bingy. Any vice, man, come on. You know, either I'm going to do it or I got to stay the hell away from it. Yep. And it's bad because I can't find a um, happy medium yeah. ever. You know what I mean? There's never a a quick two drinks and then go home and chill out. No. No. Yeah, I know that goes. Man, and, and I, and I, it's hard. It's hard for me. It's really hard for me. And I know that that, is probably the next step that I have to take in my life. And if I want to improve the quality of my life and also improve the, um, I mean, I, quality of my life, my self-image, you know what I mean? Because I, like I said, the the toll that it takes on me the next day is, is uh, it doesn't, doesn't even last one day. It's We're talking, you know, three days later, I'm still having a meltdown over yeah, and- how I maybe... I, seems like I kind of keep myself together for the most part. Yeah. But let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good feeling to just say maybe I'm keeping myself together yeah. for the most part. So you kind of brown out a little bit, not necessarily black out. Exactly. But yeah. Exactly. And it's just like, I, you know, people are like, oh, you were fine. But, like, you know, I can't reason with myself at that point. I'm just suffering the next day, sweating it out. You know? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss that feeling at all oh god wake up and you remember something dumb you said oh yeah sweet i usually remembered everything i didn't that'll keep me awake seven months from now in the middle of the night i'll just be like oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) or just the ridiculous like i used to i used to be the guy to like message chicks at like one in the morning oh man Ah, uh, just I stupid. Yeah, yeah. I think every guy struggle with that at some point. Right? Yeah, every yeah. guy struggle with that at some point, and it's it's not. I don't know. Luckily, luckily the this isn't even lucky, but the the drinking of it for me t- takes over, and I don't even think about that. Like that's how much I am on the drinking. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't even, I don't even get drunk and start messaging girls. Like, out of the, nah, I'm just worried about drinking. Yeah, it's, it's not healthy either. Nah, but, but no. at least it's taking that away. At least, yeah, at least not that. <laughs> yeah, there's some some embarrassing conversations I've had mm. to have, have the next day, or like if I actually run into the person in person and be like, Oh, oh I'm my sorry. god, yeah. god, don't you just feel this? Oh, yeah. so feel so small. So small. Oh man, yeah, I don't miss that. Uh, I've heard a lot of people. A lot of people I know recently 
or even like celebrities like uh uh you know i listen to a lot of hip-hop a lot of rap um one rapper that i'm still kind of like I like him. I seem to like him as a person as far as from what I've seen so far as far as a rapper. He's he's okay. Jack Harlow, I don't know if you've heard the name. I know exactly who he is. Yeah. But he quit drinking yeah. like a year and a half ago. Smoking too, I believe. I don't know if he quit smoking. I just saw an interview about that with him. I, I, think, yeah. I think he said smoking too. Yeah. For sure drinking though. And yeah. he was just like, he's like, no. Nah. He's like, I don't really think I'd rather that. Probably it was just caught. It was just like holding me back. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. I yeah. was like, that's a perfect way to describe it like it will hold you back i mean i don't maybe not everybody but i know for me it did and yeah. it also led me to other things like it just opened the door for other stupidity for other stupidity there's other things that come you can't oh, yeah. i have a hard time saying no on something stupid if i'm drunk. yep exactly it makes things so much easier everything everything's on the table at that point. everything's on the table yep it's uh oh man Oh, I gotta check on the. I gotta check on the time just to make sure, cause uh, we gotta be under an hour. All right, well, we got about another ten minutes here. We got a little time here. Um, I've kept Caleb past a couple times lately, <laughs> and I want to piss him off. He's also working on a mix for me for a for a new song. I've been I'm working on with a couple of my friends. So fantastic. Yeah, dude, I've been doing the rap thing for on and off for many years. It's just another outlet for me. It's fun. Yeah, cool. I mine is is food. That's my outlet. Like if it's not, if it's not me, well, salsa's kind of stopped being you know, something that I took. I still take a lot of pride in it. Yeah, my creative thing comes out in cooking other foods. Oh, okay. You know I mean? Yeah, so I don't. I wish I had any sort of any kind of musical talent, but I just have none. So <laughs> that's the only one I could pick up. It was as far as an as far as an actual instrument. I tried to play like the drum set when I was a kid. I quickly gave that up. I just bought one the other day. Really? Bought like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, literally. Just bought one a couple days ago. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I thought about getting an electronic one, but I don't know. They're fine. Yeah. I used to, I used to have one of those, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, my next thing I want to try to do is eventually I want to make, uh, since I rap, I want to try to make my own beats and just be my, like. Some pretty cool apps that you can do that off of now, even. Yeah, I mean, there's like, a yeah. lot of technology, like, where you, yeah, man. that does most of the work. You just got to be, you just got to have the right ear for it and you can figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, YouTube, you can learn anything now. That's it's right. crazy. That's right. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite there yet. I'm always fascinated by the layers that are put on to beats, songs, effects. It just, it just fascinates me. It's just like, it's like, yes, yeah. they're so stacked. So, stacked. so deep. If we get good at it, I'm going to be a fan because I want to, I want to, I'm like, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, yeah. I totally am. And I have no skill, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna watch. Just watch. <laughs> I know some people who, yeah, that that's literally how they learned, or have talked to people that that's literally how they learned. Is just they're just like I didn't know how to do anything. It's just YouTube, right? And I think uh, that's how. It's a local uh, singer, songwriter, producer. Being who I am, she's a big part of this. Um, she works with the underground economy a lot. Uh, doing, uh, they're working on an album of like local QC artists. I didn't hear about it until after they were started. Otherwise, I was gonna try to be on it, but it was right. like one of those things. I uh, heard about it a little bit too late. But she, I watched an interview with her recently. She did uh, that. Uh, it's Channel Four, does it? Like the Quad Cities local? Yeah, li living local or something. Like that? Yeah. Did you ever yeah. get a chance to do that? Uh, they've. Uh, God, it has to be on there one time when I the schedule wouldn't. 
wouldn't match up for wouldn't me. match up. I yeah, I work nights over my other job, so. Oh okay. I work at Iconic too. Still, I still do that. So, so what time do you go in? Six p.m. and I'm off at six a.m. Okay. So they wanted to, they wanted to, um, uh, film at uh, like nine in the morning. After a twelve-hour shift. Yeah, and I'm like, There's, I can't. Yeah. I'm gonna be a zombie if I don't sleep before time. Yeah. And I can't go home and take a one hour. No, I'm gonna be no. It's just I'm like, I thank you. I'm flattered, but I, there's no way. I happen to know a producer that was on the show that was trying to get me on there, just trying to be cool. You know, very very nice of her to do, and I just I we couldn't work it out. Yeah, and then I don't think she works for them anymore. But that's uh, too bad. Yeah, yeah. It would have been it would have been nice exposure, but yeah. yeah is Paul Sand still a thing? Is, I think so. Is that a thing? I think people. I think so. Yeah. Scott was on there not too long. Not yeah, Bobby Ray Bunch has been on there 17.89 times. <laughs> Bobby Ray Bunch a bunch of times. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I have honestly seen that guy multiple times, but I've never actually talked to him or met him. He's great. Yeah. I love I love them both, Scott and Bobby. I, I, I enjoy the hell out of them both. And I could tell they're very different. Oh, which is hilarious. They're like an old married couple. They're just fantastic. Uh, they yeah. play. That was the one. I had met Bobby the day that we did the podcast on like, "You're Better Than This." Okay. And uh, well, maybe I, this will encourage I, them. To I get... think the world of Bobby. I think he's fantastic. We need to encourage them to get that back and going. Actually. Yeah, they 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 have they play off of each other nicely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was yeah. fantastic. I've I've, uh, I've seen Bobby do comedy and I've seen him do music and he's. Great at both. Yeah, I have no doubt in my it's mind. Ridiculous. I haven't I haven't seen him do comedy, but I've seen him do music. He's fantastic. Yeah. So I saw him do comedy. This has been a few years ago. Uh, it was before they switched uh, it, the Raccoon Raccoon Motel, the original Raccoon Motel. I was in where Devin's is at now. Yeah, where Devin's yeah. is at. I know Devin too, which is hilarious. I used to work with him at Jimmy John's. Uh, nice. Yeah, nice. and he's a complainer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's hilarious, though. He used to do comedy, too. I wish he would do comedy. He's funny as shit. Um, but, yeah, now he's, I think he's involved in there and analog, so he's pretty right. busy. Oh, super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, downtown's been really, uh, really developing. I love I love to see it. Um, my bu- a buddy of mine, uh, which I need to have her on as well, uh, Annie Stopless runs Theo & Co., which is right down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, clothing store. Men's clothing store, uh, which uh, which is awesome. And I need to support more, but I'm cheap. <laughs> when it comes to clothes, and I, I have the worst fashion sense, I need to just go in there and be like, hey, uh, you, and that's kind of how what part of her experience is not just the... You know, I sell clothes, but she wants to give everybody the full experience. Like, right, you know, right. I be- buy everything online, buddy. There's not a piece of... <laughs> oh, well, this Lobo Salsa shirt isn't technically from online, but I didn't buy it in the store. Yeah, exactly. Everything else was literally bought online. Oh, a lot of mine's online, I do too. not. I do not <laughs> like the shopping experience. Unless I need a suit for something, which is a wedding or a funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, and I have to get a new one for whatever reason. Then I'm going to go. But that was, I think, about it. Take my kid shopping all the time. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I just sit in one of those benches in the middle of the mall with, all the, guy. with, all, the, with all the other dads. <laughs> with all the old guys. Yeah, dude. I just give her my card and I'm take it easy on me, Lo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me call and lower my limit real quick. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy on me, Lo. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Ah, she's a good kid. She makes me very happy. Very proud of her. Responsible. Oh, very, very great kid. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Did she just graduate high school? No, nah, uh, she's 15. She's oh, 15, 15, so 15. she okay. just had I see a, a lot of people, gra- kids with graduating, Yeah. so I don't know. It was, uh, it's hard to she keep just track. had a ceremony for National Honor Society. There's like a, oh, okay. Because uh, I saw a picture of something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was, she got, she's, she's only 15, uh, but she's in a freshman at Orion. Okay. And she uh, yeah, got inducted to the National Honor Society, whatever. I guess there's maybe levels to it. I don't really know. I think it was like a presidential something or other. Yeah. But uh, anyway, she's smart as a whip. <laughs> anyway, she's yeah, super she's, smart. She's wicked smart. Yeah, she's wicked, wicked smart. smart. And I'm, I'm wicked happy. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, did any issue? Uh, this is probably a weird subject, but any issues with uh with co parenting at all? Because co parenting co parenting can be a real co parenting is difficult. It's difficult. Uh, her mother uh, and I. Were you together for a while at all? Or? Yes, yes, okay. yes. We were together. We were together for a while, and um, now we we don't really do a lot of communication between the two of us. But Lily's old enough, yeah, that yeah. we're able to through her, yeah. And uh, you know, Lily's got a spot at my house and spot out there, and she stays with her grandparents quite a bit too. And we we don't really have a whole lot of problems. I'm there to help whatever in any way capacity i can anything there's never any questions we're pretty easy with each other it's been amazingly smooth <laughs> so that's good yeah 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 it's been it's been pretty smooth i think i hope that um or you know her mother realizes that a girl's gonna need a positive male role model you know especially at that age of 15 you know she oh, yeah. needs to know how to be treated but you know exactly that girl doesn't open doors around me you know, like I, you know, she sits down first. I stand up if she's coming back to the table or to it. You know what I mean? Like I do the like the old school things. Yeah, I try to do the old school stuff you know, <laughs> as much as possible. And I let her know that yeah. you know, if you go on a date with some little nerd, <laughs> yeah, you know, you uh, don't get in the car unless he opens the door for you. You know what I mean? Just yeah. stand there. Just I'll come around. Yeah, you know, but uh, know your worth and demand to be treated that way. Otherwise, you won't know your worth and you'll be treated any old way. Yeah, and um. Luckily, I uh, a lot of a lot of the guys her age, you know, they're all fifty. But I remember exactly what it was like to be fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, I, mean, I remember exactly what it was like. Oh yeah. But I. <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's like when I see these guys too, like you know, I, I like drop Lily off to basketball or cheer or scare them a little bit something like that and i'm just ripping death metal in my car you know what i mean <laughs> stand i wear all black all the time anyway so i'll be standing next to the car you kind of hear it like lily's dad looks scary <laughs> I, I promise you i'm super duper nice but as long as they think that i'm good to go oh yeah yeah i don't i you know i, I ended up talking to one of those one of the little guys on uh on the phone one time she put him on the phone with me He's like, hi, I'm so and so, and I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're scary. (laughs) 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 I I care about that little girl quite a bit, so just keep that in mind, buddy. That's all. I totally get. So, but also, she's 15. We're not talking about you know the biggest relationships right now, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're gigantic to her. Oh, and I give her the yeah right amount of respect. For that, yeah, those relationships. But you yeah. know, she she'll she, you know she grows, she'll realize there's a hierarchy of those things. You put yeah. them in perspective. Yeah. So. 
I'm too, very, I guess I'm very proud of that little. It's too girl. bad. It's too bad you're a felon. You don't have a. You couldn't have a gun at home and be cleaning it. <laughs> no. There's no need for any of that, anyways, man. Like that's, I yeah. You can already scare him. Just what? the voice. The voice usually does it. The voice usually doesn't. Usually doesn't. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah. I was always like, I was like, I know. Uh, I will probably at least have one daughter if I ever have kids. It's just inevitable. I think it's going to be a test for me. Boy scares me, man. I'm afraid a boy would turn out like me. Really? And I, yeah, I, I feel like I tortured my parents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the heartache that I put them through, getting incarcerated, and them having to worry about me doing drugs like a maniac, and yeah, another I, another yeah. me would be tough to deal with because he'd always think he's right all the time, and <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I just threw caution to the wind so much. I just didn't care, and I. And uh, I was just so reckless. And I mean, my poor mom. Oh, my God. You know, I was just blessed that woman for putting up with me. <laughs> I, don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know how she stayed with it. I don't know how she stayed with it. I, I have no clue. I mean, honestly, I've seemed to have somewhat turned a corner and been doing doing some good things now. But, man, it was dicey there for a minute, you know? Yeah, parents love <laughs> unlike no other. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm thankful for both of mine. They're fam- they're both fantastic. Yeah, so. I feel the same way about mine too, and they've been extremely supportive of everything I've been doing, which is awesome. I'll be honest with you. I kind of like I kind of like the um, like I said, coming across your stuff on social media. I, I feel like this is an important important subject matter. Yeah, uh, you're easy to talk to. I, f- I I I wish you the best of success, and I'll also do my do my part in trying to share what you got going on here. I appreciate uh, it. Man. Make people aware of it because. Uh, I feel like I said I feel like the message is good, and I also like the one thing that stuck out to me uh, was you saying that uh, in order to monetize this would wasn't necessarily such a priority so much as it would be if if you did, or if you did get like advertisement, you would want it to be a program or foundation or somebody that that yeah. was there for helping people, which just to me legitimized. Yeah, what your platform is, anyways. You know, you yeah. saying that was that's it stuck with me. So yeah, because it's just like I want to help people. Because for the longest time, I couldn't even help myself. Like, and I've turned a lot of things around with me, right. and I want to be able to share my experience with people and other people's experience as well. And it's just like not enough people talk about the stuff that I can. That I may have been able to talk to people about right. on this podcast, which it's is really, awesome. It's really weird because a lot of men, especially, where oh yeah, it's not it's not a thing to be talked about. No, and I've I've made it a point to not be ashamed of how I feel about things, and I say them. Mm-hmm. I say them in a very public manner most times. Yeah, uh, like you know, via social media or whatever, and uh, I get I get a little feedback from that, and I'm like, hey man. We're just, putting all that out there for her. like what hey just it's how i'm dealing with it you know it's how i cope yeah and also if somebody who might view me somebody like from the outside to see me to see the um like what i've been doing or how my business is doing or whatever it might give the appearance of somebody that's got their stuff together and i don't <laughs> and i'm you know i don't think anyone has it completely together and if, and if which some, i realized that yeah, and if somebody can look at me and be like well he doesn't feel like he's got it all together either. So, like, maybe I'm not in a bad place, and then they'll stop being so hard on themselves. Yeah, that that's would help. the thing. That would help. You know what I mean? So I'm 
I'm able to talk about. You got to give. You got to be fears. able to give yourself a break. And man. insecurities. If I can, if I can address those things in a, in, a, in somewhat of a public forum, I'm not looking for attention when I do that. It's it's just to to let people know, like, hey, it's okay to feel this way. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. it's okay to be doubtful. It's okay to be insecure. It's okay to have anxiety, animosity, any of the weird little things that creep in in the dark corners of your mind and, and start, you know, to give you night terrors or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wake you up in the middle of the night. Because at the end of the day, it's like there's so many other people that are dealing with the same stuff. It's like, and if you get really deep into whether it's depression, anxiety, you think like, oh man, like nobody's going to understand. Nobody's going to get it. And it tricks you because there's a part of you that knows like you really are not the only one who's ever experienced this. And, uh, if you have somebody that to listen to someone that will listen to you that cares, uh, definitely utilize that person because they obviously care about you enough to listen and uh even if they don't have like the answers right. sometimes it's just good to just get it out it's just good to verbalize it it's good good to get it off your chest out. yep even if it needs to be just a tweet like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely even if you need to be elon musk and just tweet about whatever <laughs> you want now which is hilarious I, I am pro iron man by the way i'm all for elon musk taking over the world let's do it let's yeah. go to mars let's go to mars <laughs> dude <laughs> It's uh, it's so funny. I love, I love all of it. I've, <laughs> I'm just happy because he brought Twitter back to where you can actually have the uh, the timeline be in chronological order. Oh god! I was so I mad when they changed that. I was like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And then he tweeted out the other day, so just click this icon and you can change it back. I'm like, thank you. That's all you needed to do. You don't have to do anything else. Everything else is fine. Right. And, and then. Uh, yeah, and then he's gonna bring back Trump, which even if you don't like Trump, is is it's hilarious. He's hilarious. On Not stop entertainment. I don't think he'll come back though. Cause I don't he, think he will be. Yeah, because he's all on. He's all in on True Social, which is basically Twitter. Yeah. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think we gotta wrap it up, man. So right. uh, Caleb I, can get out of here. Thank you very much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you being on, man. And I hope we can talk more. All right, future. absolutely. Enjoy the enjoy the salsa, man. Let me yeah, give man, some feedback. Gotta, Let me know what you think. We got a. Uh, are these the same? No, the the one that is closest to you is hot. Okay. And then there's mild behind it there. Okay, yeah. I can handle both, but it depends right. on the day. Uh, I didn't know if you maybe want to share it with somebody, so I figured I'd give you one of each. Yeah, I'll definitely share it. <laughs> if I go through that, it'll or, be. Or just eat them all yourself. You can tell me later that you shared them with people, and I won't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good liar, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy, brother. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you.